0: Into your life from this Now, without further ado Let's get into this podcast And enjoy Hi, and welcome to the Power Podcast In this episode, I'm joined by Paul Forcioni Paul is a life coach That helps people to tap into their Inner potential and be the best version of themselves. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, motivation, Paul's upbringing, his struggles with cerebral palsy, positivity, doing what you love, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode.
1: hi paul how are you doing thank you for being on the podcast well, thank you so much, Adam.
2: I really appreciate the time that you're giving me on your podcast. I'm, I'm excited to talk with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, you're very welcome. I'm uh, really grateful and humbled to, you know, have you on. And I really appreciate you, you know, you approaching me.
2: Yeah, no, uh, you know, I, I, followed you on LinkedIn. I, 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 liked a lot of your stuff and I thought, wow, maybe, maybe I could have the opportunity to talk with you on the podcast.
1: Yeah, no, that's really great. Um, I really, you know, really, really appreciate it. And, um, I find, like, you know, your story, like, really inspiring. Um, do you mind, like, you know, sharing it?
2: Absolutely. Well, my story actually started right at birth. Um, I suffer from what's called cerebral palsy, and if your viewers don't know what that is, it's lack of oxygen to the brain at labor. And, and as a result of, of that uh, disease, it, it uh, causes paralyzation on one side of the body it could cause paralyzation on one side of the body, poor motor skills, and it can affect your speech, and it's, and it's a permanent thing. And apparently, the doctors thought it was so severe that I would never be able to walk. Well, thank goodness for a great mom. She didn't take that diagnosis and, and just go with it. She got a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion, finally found somebody that was willing to help me out. Um, and that's kind of our, my start of my intense journey of physical therapy. And I got my first break when I was three. I was actually able to walk. So I was able to defy the doctor saying that I wasn't going to be able to walk. And that was my first big feat. Now, at three, I really don't remember that. Uh, but I do remember uh, being five and put into soccer and uh, only being able to run, you know, 25, 50 yards when these other kids are running laps and felt, feeling so defeated. Like, man, I just wish I was one of these other kids, but I just wasn't. And having the, the, uh, my dad tell the coach, hey, uh, my boy can only run to the lab post and back. And just, it, just, it just was very, very hard. Um, thank goodness I got my second break uh, around when I was six, and, six or seven. I got an operation on my foot to give me a little bit more spring in my step and give me a little bit more mobility. And I didn't, I didn't uh, test it out yet, but I remember switching schools around that same time. Uh, and my first day of uh, PE, physical education, you know, we did our stretches and the teacher says, okay, now run a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. These kids are going to find out that I can't run and the teasing, the bullying's going to start again. But this time, because of my operation, when I started running, I, I ran past the point where, I'm where I normally had to stop because of the pain in my foot. I kept going and I'm thinking to myself, come on, Paul, keep going, buddy, keep going. You got this, bud. You keep going. And I I finished the lap with all the other kids on the outside. I kept it real cool. But on the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Finally, the first time in my life, I just fit in and I didn't stand out like I did most other times in my life. I would say that things did get easier for me, but I I wouldn't consider them easy. Uh, I remember switching schools again in junior high and being a new kid in junior high with no disability is really, really tough. But having a disability and being in junior high is even tougher. Uh, I remember being bullied, teased pretty much every single day. It was, it was just really, really tough for me. And I remember crying in my room, uh, thinking to myself, why me? Why do I have to deal with it? And on top of that, I had to take an assessment to, uh, to get, into, uh, get into the high school I wanted to get into. And the principal tells my, my mom that, you know, we'll, we'll accept him, but he's not college material. So all this is going on, on in, my, in, in, my, in my head. And I remember between my middle of my eighth grade, I was like, I'm sick of feeling um, like the victim. I'm sick of feeling sad, sick of feeling angry. And I thought to myself, what could I do to distract myself so I didn't feel these feelings anymore? So I thought to myself, what if I focused in on a goal Um, So that would distract me from all the the outside noise that's going on in my life. So I thought to myself, well, what do I like to do? And at the time, I really loved baseball. So I made a goal to myself that I would um, make my varsity baseball team. So from then on, I played fall ball, winter ball, spring ball, and if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall, And I was doing that over and over and over again. And the great thing that happened when I changed my mindset about myself, the kids changed their mindset about me. Instead of bullying and teasing me, they started rooting for me. And, and, and um, I'm happy to say I did make my, uh, my, my, uh, my varsity team as a junior and made it as a senior. And then after that, I entered into college and I graduated from college, which the principal thought that that would never happen. With these new skills that I had, um, I used that going forward in my life you know graduating college you know i really didn't know what i wanted to do like most 22 23 year old kids don't know what they want to do they have no life experience so i had a, a family friend that was in the mortgage industry so i did that for for many years and i really really enjoyed it until about 2008 2009 hit when the economy just just changed totally and they put these restrictions on us that just made, made the job a little bit harder harder for us. And I, I started to lose the luster of, of the job because before that, you know, I could really dial into the client and really listen to what they wanted. But now with all these restrictions, I, I, I stopped doing that because, uh, for instance, I have to say my mortgage license number, and we'd had secret shoppers that would randomly call us to check to see if we see our number so instead of focusing on the client, I'm thinking to myself, oh, did I, did I say my license number? Did I, did I do this? Did I do that? And, and it just, I just stopped you know, caring what the client wanted, and I was just thinking about myself, I don't want to get fired for not saying the wrong thing. So probably about six years ago, they brought this uh, uh, motivational speaker in to talk to motivate our sales team, and the guy blew me away. The guy was so great. Um, so I, I made a point after the presentation to, to, to talk with him and to thank him for the great presentation, and he was gracious and I picked his brain on how he got into the, to his line of work and I thought to myself, "Coaching, huh and I thought to myself well, why don 't I, I explore that?" So I got my coaching certificate, and I, I started to uh, put it out in the universe that I wanted to be a mindset coach, made some financial uh, changes because obviously you know when you start a uh, business. You're not going to make money right away. You may lose money more than make money. So um, I paid off some debts and, uh, you know, did it part-time for a while. And I I made the leap of faith and doing it full-time. And now I'm talking with you. Happy to be here.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. I find, you know, like, to like, you know, recap on what you said, like, you know, the, the things that you went through with, you know, having that condition, the cerebral palsy, and, you know, for the audacity for, like, you know, the doctors to say, you know, I was not going to walk. And, you know, kudos to your your you know mother saying, no, no, I'm not going to agree with this. And you, you know, not taking that for an answer. And, you know, to push on and to find someone to help you through that. And I think it just shows you, you know, how much, you know, resilience and power that, you know, you have. And that, you know, how amazing that it is. You know that how how amazing you know that we can change our mindset and our perspective on things, and to not let things affect us, and you know to go through school and you know is it, is hard enough as it is normally, um, you know, and to go through that, you know, it must have been really difficult. And you you know you push through that, and I just find it you know really really inspiring, and that you you know you've you've decided what to do with your you. You decided what to do with your life and not to be, you know, a victim of something.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a lot to, uh, to thank my mom about that because she was my voice. I mean, I was an infant. I, I, I couldn't say to the doctor, no, I, I'm going to walk. I, I, I relied solely on my mom to say, no, 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 no. My boy is going to walk. I'm going I'm to do whatever I can to, to allow him to walk. So I can't say anything uh, more about my mom than, than she was, I mean, because, man, without her, her strength in this, it, it would have turned out much, much differently to me. And I think that um, we spoke a little bit beforehand about role models. She was my earliest role model. Uh, I mean, you know, she always stated, you know, let's not make excuses. So, you know, when I would play, when I told you I was playing soccer, uh, football, you guys call it football, right?
1: Yeah yeah, football, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as a, as a young boy and um, I, I didn't want to play, I mean, after, you know, my first practice, you know, you know, showing that I can only run 25, 50 yards, I don't want to play with these kids. Yeah, and I, and I told my mom, I'm like, I don't want to do this. You know, this is ridiculous. And she's like, no, uh, you made a commitment and you need to honor your commitment. You need to play the full season. If after the season you don't want to play anymore, that's your, your decision. But but you signed up and your commitment is your word and you need to, to honor it. So that's kind of how my mindset has gone all, you know, through my life is, you know, um, you know, look at what you have, not what you don't have. And just focus in on that. I think it's just been my mantra that's been taught to my mom and now I, I teach it to my clients is, is focusing on, you know, the gratitude piece, focus on what you have and what is good in your life, not focusing on on the bad. And I think it's served me well, you know, through my childhood to, to, you know, to make my varsity baseball team and to go to college when, you know, I had all these naysayers saying that that wasn't the case for me. I I don't know what they thought I was going to be able to do, but uh, it didn't seem like they they had high hopes for, for me. So thank goodness my mom had high hopes for
1: me. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like it's so important, you know, to have those role models and to have that, you know, to have that parent figure to be there for you in those times, um, especially when you feel like, you know, that you're being judged by the rest of the world, and you see people, you know, running. And like you said, it's so easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing and you know the norms of like how other people are acting. And yeah, it's it's like totally, I agree with what you said in terms of like, you know, looking at what you do have opposed to what you don't. Because I think like we can all, I think people can be like negative a lot easier than be positive sometimes. You know, they can feel, ah, oh, I don't have that. Or, oh, you know, why don't I have that? And, it, and then it just spirals. So like you said, to have that gratitude, you know, to, to be able to just take a step back from the situation, it, it's quite a powerful shift, isn't it? To do that. And like you oh. said. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. And, um, you know what I do now, um, and I, I, I think I did it as a kid differently, but now I'm more intentional about it. And I, I tell my clients about it is when I wake up each morning before I reach my phone to check my emails or social media or turn on the TV or radio, or whatever, I take a few minutes just to think about the things that are going well in my life. And I, I, and it's just, I take just a few minutes. I don't take too long just focus in on that before I, I get out of bed. And it just starts my day off on the right foot. It mm. starts to meet me to focus in on the positive things that, that, that can go right in your, in your day. Like, for instance, I got a coupon today that uh, I got a free coffee. You know, well, that's good, right? You know, it's a good start. You know, it's just going to keep climbing and yeah. climbing and climbing. And I start pointing out all the positive things in, in my day. Because you can do the opposite, right, with the negative, right? Uh, you know, for instance, let's say you wake up and you're you know, driving to work and you get a flat tire, right? Just my luck. This always happens to me. I always have bad luck. I, I'm sure I would get a flat tire. I always have bad luck. Negative things always happen to me. Yeah, negative things always happen to you because you're looking for those negative things. If you're looking for the positive, You'll point. You'll see all the positive things that are going on in your day, and if you do that, you're going to have way more positive days than negative days. Now, I'm not naive to think that there's going to be days in your life that are just going to wreck you, that are going to be very, very hard. And I'm not telling you, you know, to put on a a brave face when you're when you're sad or angry. You're you're a human being, and you're entitled to emotions. So if you're sad and angry, you're entitled to feel those feelings, and I don't tell anybody to ball them up. But after a while that you feel the sadness and anger, there's going to be a time you're going to say to yourself, you know what? I don't want to be sad anymore. I don't want to be angry anymore. And that's, that's the awareness piece. Now that you're aware that you don't want to feel that way anymore, that's when you bring back into the, the gratitude. Start thinking about, okay, you know, all this bad things has happened to me. Well, what is good right now? What, what, what am I going through that is good? And you start focusing in on that. And just by doing that, that will help you change your your mood back to where you want it to be. But it's intentional. And it sounds simple, but it's not. You really have to be intentional about it um, every single day.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. And I think like, um, and especially how you start your day, isn't It's a massive impact. Like you're thinking positive and you're doing, you know, those those set an example for those like good routines in the morning that kind of like has a ripple effect throughout your day it's like and you know like it's like if you stub your toe and you're like oh and you and, and, uh, and, and then you, you know something else might happen and then like you said what you choose to focus on you'll attract it and it's like how you uh, respond to those things happening isn't it
2: that that is absolutely right it's it's all about your attitude you know we, we can that's the only thing we can control is our attitude so you can have a good attitude and you can have a, or you can have a bad bad attitude it's your choice you it's your life you can do whatever you want to do but I, you know when you know when you do some studies and you focus on people that are happy the main reason why they're happy it's not because of their the car they drive or the house they live in and how much money they have i mean obviously some of that might might play into into things but overall the people that are most happy are the people that choose to be happy meaning they're they're intentional about their thoughts and and uh, when you have negative thoughts because we're all human beings we're all going to have negative thoughts that's just the way it's going to be you can say to yourself oh no paul I'm not going there, you know, so you don't start spiraling. You start to realize, okay, I'm going negative. I'm going negative. Okay, what can I think about that's going to change that and be, like I said, intentional about it? Um, Because I think that's huge because we're all going to feel these feelings. We're all human beings. Nothing's going to be perfect. We have to really focus in on what we really want. And, uh, you know, I I feel that for me, for me, I want it to be happiness.
1: Hmm. I think I think that's something that's definitely definitely um, been highlighted. I find throughout this whole COVID situation, I I know quite a number of people, and I've seen it in some people that they've left their previous job. They they've created they've created something in this time, um, like you know like on the side, and they're pursuing that and wanting to do that more so than the job that they were doing. Um, like I know chefs who've left chefing. And they've gone to do something else.
2: Are you there? Hello?
1: Are you there? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can yeah. hear you.
2: Are oh, you paused again. Uh, hello? Hello?
1: You hear, me? you hear me okay? Yeah.
2: yeah, I can hear you.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, my phone's connected to Wi-Fi for some reason. I'm outside. That's why oh. it to, these, these Android phones, I can't wait to have an iPhone again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was saying that people are, you know, they're finding their thing that makes them happy in this whole COVID situation. I think during the like, lockdown, people have reached the point where, you know, they, they've got these things, they're doing the job, and they don't really like that job. And their awareness is kind of like, you know, turned inward. And they've been really looking at their lives and making changes. I know it's happening. I was was listening to uh, Joey Diaz's podcast. And he was saying that people are, you know, leaving LA because they're not happy. um, Because, you know, the taxes and the whole situation. People are thinking a lot more. People are are choosing happiness over, you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's funny that you say L.A. because I'm, um, I'm, I'm in the outskirts of L.A. So I, I know L.A. really, really well. So I, I get what, what you're saying about that. And um, it's a beautiful thing what you talked about with, you know, what you're talking about COVID and and, uh, you know, that mindset. Right. You know, we can have that mindset going, OK, this COVID thing is going to wreck us. And we can we, we can choose to to uh, hide hide under our pillow because it, it's very tough because it is hard. It's very hard. People are sick people are losing jobs. It, it's, it's not an, not an easy thing, but the, the entrepreneurship that's coming out of it, it it's just a beautiful thing that there's things that are going to come out of this, that, that, that we never thought of, that there's people going, okay, what can I do to, to help this situation? And, and that it goes back to that growth mindset. You talked about, you know, chefs that, that, that are looking to do other work because yeah, definitely restaurants are taking a big, big hit. But you know, maybe these people that that were chefs, maybe they really didn't want to be a chef. Maybe they maybe they had some other passion they they wanted to do, and hopefully now they're pursuing that passion because they have to, right? They're they're forced in the situation where where they're laid off from work because you know the the people aren't coming into the restaurants anymore because of COVID, and now they have this opportunity to really pursue what they really want to do. And without you know COVID, they may not, never have done it. So even though that there, there's this horrible disaster that's going on in the world, there can be some beautiful things that come out of it and it's all about your attitude, your mindset to to push that forward.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. No, I completely, I completely agree with you. And I think like it's um, making that choice, isn't it? To focus on the things that you can control and the things that you can't as well. Because people like, you know, you can't control you know, the, the, the COVID situation is just happening. And it's like, you know, looking at, you know, what you can control, isn't it? Like you can't go out and spend money on the things that you probably were used to like spending money on, you know, what, what else can you do? I think the you know, being a really big wake up call.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that, uh, you know, you're, you're going to see this renaissance, like, I mean, with, you know, Amazon was already big uh, before this, obviously. Uh, and, you know, they're just, they're just expanding now just because they're, they're, they're built for this model, this COVID model. Um, and, and you're going to see a lot of people, business owners, changing the way they do business because of that. I mean, you see it now. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you see this, Adam, where you're, you're at, where, you know, the, the uh, strip malls you know, before COVID we're kind of going under because most people were, were, were using online services as, as opposed to actually going to, to, you know, a bookstore or, or, you know, a clothing store or whatever, because the fact that with clothing, uh, you know, there's free, you know, there's free take back. So I have nothing to lose. If, if I, if I don't, if something doesn't look right or anything, I could just send it back for free. Um, and it's so convenient. It's just sent right, right to the home. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and this is just kind of with the COVID, this is just kind of fast forward things and, and mm. a faster pace. So you're going to, you're having all these people coming in and, and just inventing different stuff. That's just going to make our lives better, yeah. uh, you know, going forward. And, um, and, and I, and I would like to tell people, you know, especially, you know uh, you know, the older generations about technology. I know that there's a lot of fear about technology, about, you know, maybe taking jobs and stuff like that. But if you look throughout history, anytime a new technology piece has been brought into the workforce, it's created more jobs than lost. Yeah. There's going to be jobs that are going to be eliminated, but there's so many other jobs that are going to be created because of, because of the technology piece. You look at, you mentioned it with the iPhone and the Android there has been so many this and that happened in 2007 there's so many jobs that have been created because, because of that of that invention of of the of the smartphone mm-hmm. and 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 it keeps growing i mean you look at you know they they're talking about you know 4 5G technology you know with automated cars and you know how that might scare people and stuff like that but look how cool 4G was I mean, without 4G, there wouldn't be those there wouldn't be Uber and all these other uh, other um, apps, you know, for delivery because, you know, 3G didn't have the capability that 4G does, you know, that open up all these other jobs for us because of that. And, and 5G will be the same thing. It's going to open up another realm of opportunity for people. So, uh, you know, with and I get it, you know, you know people are, are are fearful what they don't know. And and I and that's just human nature. But I would just say, embrace it and go ahead first and into the technology piece, because it's going to be a good thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I completely, I, I completely resonate with what you said. And I find that, you know, people do fear the unknown. And that was just like with the whole COVID, like people were worrying and panicking about it. And then, People get used to these routines of like, you know, not going out to pubs or restaurants and things like that. And then now it's the unknown because we then have to, they're opened up and we're like, Oh, should we? It's the unknown you know, this is new. And with with technology as well, we're like it it's always, you know, rapidly moving at such a fast pace. Um, especially with like, you know, this, like Zoom and video calling and you know what? What's the next one going to be? Like they say it might be voice, you because know, you can you can talk to your phone and it's a lot quicker than having to find the button to press and all the rest of it. And you know, having like AI, you know, AI technologies built into devices, um, I think it's really great and it does open up a lot of opportunities for people. Like you know, like I said, apps and phones. It you know, it's exciting to see where it's going to go.
2: Oh yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, an amazing journey for, for all of us. Um, and, and that's, that, that's the, that's the piece that we just have to just embrace. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some, some uh, security things that we'll need to, to, uh, to develop, but that might be jobs, right? That might be jobs that open up computer security. I mean, it's already huge and all that's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because that's going to get more and more important. And, as the technology piece uh, Mm. grows um, Mm. and people want to protect their privacy. So, so I think more jobs will open up as a result of that, which is, is a beautiful thing, more opportunity for people. And I think you're going to see more and more entrepreneurship. I think there's going to be opportunities for people to start businesses outside of corporations, which is, which, which is a great thing. Um, You know, there's a lot of work when you, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you know, it's kind of a 24 hour, uh, thing you know I mean you're constantly thinking about how you can improve things and you know you know paying the bills and, mm-hmm. and, and all that piece but but it's a beautiful thing because you know a lot of times when you're in a corporate situation when you have a lot of lot of different people at the top uh, and and the message trickles down to you at the lower level uh, you know it, it, a lot of the times you're like this doesn't even make sense this is not Common sense, you know what I mean, because there's so many people at the top making these decisions, and and it's been years and years since they've been at that level, so they really kind of lost their touch about what you know the that low level, um, mm. you know, exec low level management, or I I, I don't want to say low level, but you know you know uh, you know towards the you know yeah yeah hierarchy they don't understand, you know, the, the, you know, at the, at the, at the front line, so to speak, and what they're dealing with customers and stuff like that. And they're implementing things that don't make sense because they're kind of out of touch with things that are going on. And, you know, if you're, you know, you're doing entrepreneurship and you have just, you know, a few different uh, people that you're working with, you know, you have so much more control and you can keep it so much more lean and you can use, you know, more, more of that common sense because there's not so many people making decisions. It's, it's you and maybe a couple other people and how, how refreshing that is. You know, I mean, I know that not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur or or, in likes that lifestyle because it's, it's not easy. I mean, people look at uh, people like Bill Gates and, and Jeff Bezos and think, oh man, it's, you know, it's this lifestyle, of the rich and famous It is not you know most awesome nurses you know a lot of the time they're living from month to month just because you know they're just trying to make it
0: mm-hmm. and
2: and it and again it goes back to your mindset and attitude you know you could you could look at that going oh crap this is this is tough i don't i don't want to do this or you can look at it and going you know something good is about to happen you know something good is about to come around the corner i don't want to give up because if i keep going something good is going to happen to me and, and that, and that for me, that, that, that's what, what, uh, what gets me going is I have that mindset, like something good is about to happen. Some, you know, just keep, keep doing it. Keep getting on your social media, keep marketing, keep reaching out to people like yourself and go on podcasts and marketing and having your voice, uh, you know, go to different areas that normally wouldn't hear me. It's just constantly doing the, the, the little things that just add up to the big things.
1: Hmm yeah nice no, that's, that's a really really good point and i i completely agree with you and i think like it's um it's it's that low road less traveled isn't it the uh entrepreneurship side of things and you know starting off in the unknown in the trenches and you look at everyone sees like that tip of the iceberg of that successful person they don't see your unsuccessful years and, and the failures and or you know the back story people just see the person for who they are and what and you know they where they are today and like you said Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and I, I look up to you know like Gary Vaynerchuk and you like you see what he's become and you know where he started out and he he said he was like spending seven hours on Twitter tweeting and connecting you know and if you said that to somebody like you're going to spend seven hours on LinkedIn or Twitter they'd, most people would be like well no it's, it's like, like you said, at the time when you're doing it, you have to kind of trust that process and learn that, I think, kind of that it is a process. And like you said, um, to, to know that it's going to work out. And, and it's that excitement, isn't it, like you said, that something's going, you know, something else, something's going to happen that keeps you kind of pushing moving forward.
0: Yeah,
2: I I, I like that you uh, uh, mentioned Gary V because I resonate a lot with Gary V on on his message. I mean, it's it's pretty repetitive, so I don't listen to everything that he puts out because he puts out a lot um, Mm. and it's very repetitive. But but his message is so clear cut. And I think that's why he has a lot of viewership. And it's and it's all about for him. I'm going to talk, you know, in my own words, you know, he may say it differently, but it's It's about self love, you know what I mean? And finding your own passion. I mean, he has his passions. He does the the sports cards, you know, but a lot of people maybe not want to do sports cards, but that's what he likes to do. And he talks about, you know, he likes the grind, but I mean, not everybody wants to do the grind that way. You know, a lot of people may want to only work, you know, 25, 30 hours a week and then do other things and that's there's nothing wrong with that you know it's, it's all about finding your 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 niche your happiness um you know for me i i you know i like to put in a lot of hours just because i i'm i'm passionate about it i'm passionate about helping people um but i mean you know if i've had jobs in the past where dude, I, I, I wanted to spend one hour doing it because I, I didn't like it. You know what I mean? So it's all about finding your passion. If you, you find something that you really, truly want to do, it doesn't feel like work anymore. It, it, you know, you want to do it. You know, you, you, you wake up in the morning and, and you're excited to do it. Now, not every aspect of my day is great. I mean, I spend most of my day – kind of by myself, you know? And, it, and like you said, it's kind of, a, you said a lonely path. It's definitely a lonely path because I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook constantly, you know, and then, you know, reaching out to people to do podcasts and reaching out to people to see if I can help them and growing my brand and, and helping my, and then setting up appointments with my clients and stuff like that. It's, so it's a lot of, a lot of stuff by myself, you know, and, and, I am a social person. So sometimes that is, that is tough. And, and when I, when I feel that way, that's when I take a break, you know uh, you know, I'll call a friend, we'll do, go, go do a bike ride or, 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 do run or, or, you know, you know, whatever, yeah. yeah, whatever, you know, I can't go to a pub too much, you know, now, but which is a good thing, <laughs> right. You know, saving money and, and, you know, and, and not drinking, um, you know, as much because that, that thats all. That's actually a really, really, really big thing. You know, I, I'm not a, a huge drinker, but I will tell you this: for me, and maybe it's just me getting older. I'm 39. Um, I can tell you when I have two drinks, you know, and, and and wake up the next day, you know, I'm I'm cool. You know, I'm ready to I'm you know, I can start my day and I'm I'm good. But I can tell my mindset is not as sharp as if I didn't drink. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have a lot more negative thoughts in my head if I have a couple drinks the night before. You know, I still can do run through my day. I'm still good. But I notice it's harder for me to go positive when I have a couple drinks because I'm, I'm not sharp. I'm kind of irritated. So that I have to be conscious of that, especially being a mindset coach. You know, obviously, you, you know, you have to be on. You know, so I don't want to do things that are going to prevent me from doing that. And I've I've noticed that about myself that if I do, you know, uh, have a drink or two with a friend, the next day my mindset is not as strong. I don't know if, if you experienced that. I know I know Adam, you're much younger than me, but but it it it, uh, it it it's definitely something I I think about.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I think like. I mean, I'm 26 and I, I drank a lot when I was a teenager, like 18, 19, 20. I, I would always go out with friends and um, go nightclub and all the rest of it. Whereas now, I, I like to drink, but I, I don't smash it you know, like I used to when I was a teenager. I, I have a couple of beers in the week, but I notice that I, I don't drink as much as I used to. So when I do drink it, I feel it the next day. And if I have podcasts the next day, sometimes you know in the morning, um, or the things I have to do, like I said, I do I do realize it does affect me. Like I had a glass of wine last night. I don't usually drink wine, and I felt a little bit rough this morning. It took me probably an extra hour just to come around. Um, but I I think like you said, when you're in that field of coaching and providing almost like a service or value, you. You kind of need to be on your game in some sense because you might not think it has an effect, but it, it, things do catch up with you, especially if, you, if you're not sleeping too well or you go to bed late and then you have a couple of drinks or you, you eat something that um, like chocolate or something. That's my thing. Um, it does kind of have a knock-on effect. And I think like it's, it's, it's that balance, trying to have that balance, isn't it? And you kind of have to, Practice what you preach because I talk about people just doing stuff and you know working out and I'm like well I I need to do that because I'm you know I need to do that, that more I can't just say it you have to kind of follow up what you're saying or preaching don't you
2: Yeah, I, I like what you said uh, there about balance. I mean, I think that that it's important that you have balance in your life. So. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, anybody's a bad person if they like to consume alcohol, cause I, I, you know, I like to consume alcohol as as well. Um, and you want to have a good time with you, with your friends and your family and everything like that. But I think it's all in in moderation. Um, you know, and, and just think about, you know, what you're doing, be intentional about it. Like uh, if I'm drinking with my friends and stuff like that, you know, what am I do? What's, what's going on the next day? I mean, Do I have a presentation to do? Am I doing some podcasts? Am I doing my own podcast? Do I have clients that I need to talk to? I mean, because, you know, the, the, the thing that, that you want to, you know, be as, you know, in any profession that you do is you want to be present, you know, and what you're doing. And if you, if you're doing things that are preventing you from being present because you're, you know, focusing on what you did last night or you're just not feeling, you're not feeling it. You're not, being present with what you're doing because you're, you're not, you're not 100%. Um, so it's just, you know, I, I just tell the person, it's just, you know, it's, it's your choice on what you want to do and I'm not telling you not to have fun because you know, like you should have fun. I mean, whatever you enjoy doing, you should, you should partake mm-hmm. in that, but just remember whatever that is that you like to do that could have consequences, you know, going forward. So um, you know, I, I just feel like I, I think the best thing to do is, is is be present with that, you know, and think about it. Okay, I'm going to have a drink with my friend, but that set it up where, okay, you know what, I got a good big presentation tomorrow. So you know what, two drinks is it, you know, because then you get caught up with your friends and and, and everything like that and you get caught up watching a, a good sports event or whatever, or whatever, or in a good mm. conversation. You're like, Oh, another one, you know, and and, and you <laughs> get caught up in the in the good times. But Sometimes you got to just take a step back and go, okay, well, 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 I'm having a great time. This is awesome. But, you know, if I do this, what's going to happen to me tomorrow? And, you know, and that could be not just with drinking, it's with anything that you do.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's definitely, isn't it? It's, it's, it's looking ahead to like you know, the next day or the next week and seeing what you got on. I mean, I remember when, oh my gosh, I was eight, I think I was 18. And I remember going out with friends on a Saturday night, and I had a driving lesson on a Sunday. And I think I was still hungover. and like, I was still oh, like, no. you know, and, and the driving instructor looked at me and he was like, you know, you, I can't take you for your lesson. But you know, I was 18 and I was kind of a different mindset back then. And Yeah, it's so important, especially like you said, if you're representing, you know, yourself, um, a company, um, the list goes on, doesn't it? Because I've worked in hospitality for many years. And it's like if you're, you, you could get a customer who comes in to the restaurant or the hotel and they see someone who looks, you know, they can't, they're tired or they can't be bothered in their job because they went out the night before. It just sets a bad image on the place and that person. And, it, you know, it, it's being very, very careful with that, isn't it? Especially with social media and, the, you know, the way of the world now. Oh,
2: yeah. No, no question about it. You know, yourself is your brand. And, and you know, and you're, you can miss out on helping people. Uh, you know, I go, I go to a, uh, a, a coffee shop, you know, and it's kind of outside my way, and it's a little bit more expensive. Why? Because Rebecca is always spot on, and her customer service is great, and I, I'm excited, you know, to talk with her. You know, we have a good banter, and she has a good banter with pretty much everybody. And, and she helps me start a great day, you know, so I always go to Rebecca because it it makes me feel good. So, you know, and that could be in in your own life, right? You know, you could help somebody else out just by smiling at somebody, you know, I, I I do that. I try to do that all, uh, you know, all the time. It's hard now. because you know, we're mandated to wear a mask, but you know, before that, you know, if I, I saw somebody, you know, and I made eye contact with them, um, I try to smile at them, you know, and, and maybe, you know, in some weird way, maybe that will help them. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, you know, they're thinking to themselves that nobody, nobody, nobody's watching for me. I'm I'm lonely. Nobody cares about me. And if I make eye contact with somebody and I smile, maybe that might change their, 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 their mindset, you know, just for that moment. They, They make them feel good that, you know, Oh, somebody does care, you know? And, and, and so, uh, if you're, you know, if you're not feeling up to par or whatever you're doing, you know, you're not, you're not intentional about doing things like that. So I always, I'm, I always make a point with that, you know, to make eye con- not creepy, you know, but if, if somebody's looking, walking my way and I'll make eye con- contact and they make eye contact, I make sure I smile, wave or or, 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 acknowledge them because I just think it's important. I feel like as human beings, we want to be, uh, we want to be noticed, um, you know, and I, am not getting into anybody's business. I just say, Hey, how are you? This and that, and keep on walking. I'm not like I, you know, make a long conversation unless thing, you know, unless they're in a situation where they want to, and, and I have time to do then, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll stop and, 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 chit chat a bit. But, but just that, just that smiling at somebody is, is huge because that happened to me. I, I remember, uh, you know, especially my, in my younger years, you know, going through school and stuff and just feeling alone. Uh, I remember uh, you know walking walking to the bus having a rough day at school and I remember this this woman just this had this radiant smile and hey how are you this and that and it, just for that moment you know I felt so good and I and I've always remembered that you know how good I felt when that woman just took a moment just to, to smile and, and acknowledge me I didn't know who she was and I'd never seen her again but I always remember, you know, that she was very intentional on make, and making eye contact with me and smiling and saying, oh, well, I hope you have a good rest of your day, this and that. And um, I thought, well, was not that, that great? You know, that she, I'm, I'm a total stranger. And she went out of her way, you know, to, to you know, try to make me feel good. I, I think mm. she could see and sense that I wasn't having a good day. Um, so I thought, wow, that was great. And I thought, well, why don't I pass that along to other people? So, you know, that's kind of been my mantra after that. It's just, you know, smiling at people and trying to lift people up.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, completely. And like you said, it's so powerful, you know, just by smiling to someone, what an impact that can have on their life and their day. And I think, like, that's so important because, we you know, we're all social beings and we all kind of want to be noticed, like you said. And especially if you've had so much going on in your, in your life or in your day or week, Um, you're almost looking for that. You're almost wanting that acknowledgement to be that, you know, that positivity because, you know, and then, then that will change your day and your emotional state. And then it's almost contagious, contagious, isn't it? You then want to do that to someone else.
0: Oh,
2: that's absolutely right. It is contagious. And then that's what exactly what happened to me. It was very, very contagious. And I, I, I I want to point out though, if, if, People are, are are sad and depressed and, and everything like that, in which a lot of people may maybe are just because of the COVID nineteen. It's not a weakness to ask for help; it's a strength. And mm-hmm. and don't feel that you you know don't feel bad that you're asking for help. Please don't, and, and don't be ashamed of what you're thinking inside your head, because there would be a lot. There's a lot of people probably thinking the same things that you're thinking, and you think you're abnormal for thinking that you're not. You know, those thoughts go through a lot of people's heads. And and I think that, you know, asking for help, asking for for somebody to, to help you through things is a beautiful thing. And we need to remember that, that, you know, and everybody needs help from time to time. You know, don't be the strong person where you feel like you can handle everything on your own. I mean, it's great, you know, that you can be self, you know, uh, self-sufficient and, and everything like that, and be able to do things on your own. But there's times where you know you need a, a shoulder to lean on, and, and, and it's okay to do that. And hopefully, you have friends and family that you can you you can do that with. Um, if not, you know, you know, uh, seek 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 a counselor, seek a coach, uh, uh, and and get that because it's it's extremely important not to suffer in silence and, and, and get help if, if, if you need help.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a massive, massive thing, isn't it? Especially like, you know, with mental health and how people are feeling, um, especially throughout this period is that, you know, like be honest with yourself because there's no, it, it's more harmful to, to not be honest with how you're feeling in yourself because, you know, like, we, you know, like I've, I've I suffered with PTSD and anxiety and depression in the past. And I remember when, some days I'd feel anxious and I wasn't okay. And, you know, you know, things can go on and then you don't share that because you're just trying to be strong. Um, you know, whether that's... Sometimes, you know, like a male fit, you know, like get on with it, you know, I'll keep going. And it's so important, like you said, to to reach out to people because you're there's going to be people out there who feel exactly the same like you do, as you said. And then that will give the confidence probably to that person to then reach out and then do the same. That's what I like to think.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, because I think we're a little bit in a different generation. So I'd like to get your feedback on this. Uh, You know, when I was growing up uh, as as a boy, uh, you know, we we were trained with the mindset of, you know, you fall this and that, rub dirt on it, you know, men don't cry, you keep moving forward. Um, but I, I do see a, a, a kind of a change a little bit in the, in the new generation, which I think is a beautiful thing. I mean, everybody bags on the younger generation, but I, I one of the things that I think is beautiful about the younger generation coming up is I feel like it, they're more in touch with their emotions and not afraid to show their emotions as past generations. Now you, Adam, you can talk more to that than I can, cause you are the newer generation um, do you feel that to be true or do you still think that there's still that stereotype for boys that it's just like rub dirt on it, keep moving forward. You know, we don't cry, bite down on a bullet. Let's go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's that like, sort of, there's that contrast of two. I think people nowadays are more open to sharing how they feel. I think especially if they don't say it in person, they're more likely to put on social media. I think mean, that's a really massive thing. Like, you know, they, people deal, everyone deals with everything in their own way. But I, I find, like, my generation definitely plaster it on, on social media, how they feel. And sometimes I think that can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing, depending on sometimes probably what platform you put on, how you, how you put it out there. Um, because I think it, with social media, it can come across a certain way where people might think, oh, that person's being the victim. But they might just wanting that, they're reaching out and they're wanting that attention that make. they're seeking for help it's like a cry for help sometimes i find and then there is that side i mean i've worked with people who have hated the job they're doing and they don't talk about it they just get on with it do it and they're feeling like absolute shit inside so i think like there is that 50 50
2: yeah and you mentioned uh, social media and i think that's extremely important um you know for my business i'm constantly on, uh, social media, mm-hmm. but it's, but I, I'm real focused in on, 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 really what I'm trying to do, but it's very tough, especially if Facebook more than anything else, um, it can be very, very divisive. All of them can be, but I, I think of Facebook and Twitter especially can be very, very divisive, you know, with people, you know, sharing their views and sharing things, you know, arguing with people that they wouldn't argue with if they, they saw them face to face. You know they' they're saying these things to each other that you know may, may be very unkind you know about their political views or religious views or whatever they're they're arguing about and uh, so I you know I tell people it, um, a lot of times to, to, to limit the amount of time that you spend on these uh, social medias unless you know you're doing it for work and you' you know you're promoting your brand and that that's a different thing but if you're just doing it for for leisure purposes I would I would tell you strongly to limit the amount of time that you're, you're looking at that stuff because a lot of it is is negative and can bring you down uh, a lot of it and when you engage in, in, in these conversations it, it can really you know drain you and I do want to I do want to say this it, it, it seems like a lot of times in Twitter Twitter especially Facebook Instagram and such that you know you look at this and you feel like people are so far far apart in their, political views or religious views and this and that. But I, I think that's just on the social media. When I talk to people, you know, I have a conversation with people face to face or over the phone or what have you. And we talk about, you know, different issues. Uh, A lot of people, there is a lot of common ground that, 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 that we have that, that, that doesn't show up a lot on the social media and, and stuff. Um, that we are that we are more like than, than we're, we are against each other, and I think it has to. And I think what we need to do more is, is be uh, be open minded to where people come from, where they grew up, where their cultures come from, because a lot of times that that paves how they feel about their political views and their religious views is where they grew up, their culture, and this and that. And and I think that's important to uh, to uh, to embrace. Because then you you can kind of understand the person more and on um, why they feel the way they do is because you know how they were brought up and if you have a little bit more understanding, you know I think it is huge and, and being open-minded to a, a different way of thinking because I think that that I think that's great I think that we should be exposed to a different way of thinking and having a a a uh, a civil conversation about it and really listening into what the other person's saying and not interrupt them let them let them say their their peace and what what they believe in and, and have empathy in what they're believing in. And hopefully by you doing that, when you when it's your turn to speak and, and when your viewpoint that they can show you the same courtesy and be open minded and have empathy in what where you came, came from. And if we do that, I think the the world will be a better place.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No I I think you're right. And I think like you said, with like social media and Twitter and you know, everyone's got their own opinion and people are from different backgrounds. And I think, like you said, some people can kind of get probably rooted in their ways and their opinions, and you know, probably based on culture or where they're from or what they've taken from, you know, their surroundings, you know, which have made up their belief system. I think, like, when you go on uh, Twitter, like, it can be a bit of a minefield sometimes. I've I've seen, like, you know, a lot of negativity on posts and it's like, especially, I'm not going to into politics, especially politics, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm not even going to comment on this, because I'll, it would just, you know, it's like putting TNT in somewhere, yeah. and you see people doing it, and I'm like, I'm not even wasting, I'm not wasting my time getting involved in, you know, anything anymore like that. Um, so, but yeah, I think if you're open to other people's views and where they come from, Especially, like, you know, through podcasting, you know, listening to people's experiences and who they are, you learn so much. Um, and you, I think you grow as a person. I think that's one of the benefits through social media. You, you know, you can share your opinion, talk about what you want to talk about, and then you, it's up to you what you want to do with that.
2: Oh, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And, that, and that's the thing. It's, it's just open, having that open dialogue and, and, and really it, you're listening to the other person talk. And uh, you, know, you mentioned it you know, when, you, when you go on social media and if you didn't agree with the political thing that somebody says and then you start firing away at, at what they're saying. It's, all, it, it's not out of love. It's out of hate. So they're not listening to what, you're, what you have to say and you're just trying to one up each other one-up each other until somebody's just tired of, of talking, you know, or, or, or posting and, and, and what does it solve in the end? You know, you still feel the way you do that person feels the way they do and you're unhappy, you're angry at what they said and they're angry at what you're, you said. And nothing was accomplished. Nothing was accomplished at all. So what was the point in, in doing that in the first place and in, in engaging in, in that, in that conversation? So, I, I would just caution people, you know, obviously, you know, if you feel strongly about something and you want, you know, you want your voice heard and you felt like that person is not being fair and stuff like that, you know, go ahead and, and engage if you want to, but just bear in mind when you do these type of things, a lot of times there, there's no, there's no uh, resolution that happens. It's just, hmm. you know, they're still feeling the same thing they do. And, and it's just, it just goes yeah. on and on and on.
1: It can have so many repercussions because I've seen cases where people have lost their jobs. You know, people have lost their jobs because they put someone on social media and it's there and it's visible. And, you know, the employee has gone, no, thanks, bye. So people sometimes, I think, like I said, they react. Their people react. And then they go, oh, I'm, uh, they go on social media. And then they're like, afterwards when they cool down, they're like, what have I done? And then it's too late. Um, I was going to ask you, like, do you have any favorite box at all?
2: Uh, yeah, I one of my favorite books, and I've actually read it twice. It's called grit by Angela Duckworth. And basically, it talks about, you know, uh, you know, success in the, in the sense that, you know, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room or, or the most athletic or, or this and that. It's It's all about the grit of it, you know, consistency, going after it over and over again, showing up, showing up early, doing doing what you're supposed to be doing over and over again and not getting discouraged when things don't go your way. Having that growth mindset to overcome the barriers. And it's and it's very hard, you know, to see who has the grit and who doesn't. Uh, she did a study with, you know, uh, cadets at West Point, And, uh, you know, the people who had the grit weren't necessarily the smartest or the most athletic there was another intangible that that's hard to be measured. And she's trying to come up with that, that, that formula to find who has that, that, that grit, that internal heart to keep going forward when things aren't going, uh, going well. And that resonates to me because I feel like that's uh, a quality that I I have possessed with, with what's gone through in my life. Um, You know, having these barriers and not, putting my head in the in the pillows and, and, and finding a way to get through it. So it resonates with me. So, you know, so I'm, I love those type of books. Uh, I just read another book called in your, in your head and the author it goes by one name, Russ, same type of thing. It's, it's that belief in, in yourself. You know what I mean? It's all in your mind. You can accomplish so much. There's so much ability in, 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 in inside each human being, And we just got to find our passion on whatever that is uh, and to show the world what, whatever that is. And, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, when talking about passions, don't get discouraged if you don't know what your passion is. There's people in their seventies and eighties that don't know what their passions are, but you know what? They're happy because they're, they're trying to still discover whatever that passion is. And on top of that, we constantly have to reinvent ourselves because you know, our interests and our likes in our 20s are different when they're in our 30s and our 40s and 50s. So you constantly have to evolve on what your new passions are. You know what I mean? Like me being a, a mindset coach, there's no way I would have had the capability to do that in, in my in my in my 20s. I just didn't have enough life experience, uh, you know, in me. I mean, yeah, I had my story of, of you know my childhood, but I have now have more life experience. In other realms and in, in financial and business and running your own business and doing sales and marketing and and being in relationships with different people and um, so I've a lot more to offer and and I found I'm thankful I found my passion you know and this may be my passion for my rest of my life I hope it is but if it's not I will then rediscover myself and find my my next passion so mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think that's a really good point you made that you're open to like the fact that if something new comes along then, okay, so be it, let, you know, let's move on to that. And I think some people are so fixated on that one thing and when it doesn't work out, they don't know what to do and it just spirals. And, I, you know, I I always think that, you know, you should follow your passion and just, like I said, try things out, try things out and find out what it is. Um, because I I saw that like, People sometimes, I've been thinking about this a lot, and people sometimes think about their age and that they haven't got time. And I was looking at a link yesterday and it said like Colonel Sanders made, found the KFC when he was like 65 or 75, something like that. And you think, oh, what? You know, there's, there's no excuse in some way.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, you know, you, you just got to continue to find whatever that passion is. I mean, so, and it could be simple things like, you know, some, some people, it could just be, I want to be a great dad. I want to be a great example to my kids or a great mom. I want to be a great example to my kids and, and raise them as best as I can. And, that, and that's their passion. And that's a great passion. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Or it could be like I said, you know, I want to just make people smile. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be, uh, I want to go to Mars or I want to be a CEO. I mean, and those are great goals. If that's the goal you want to have and you have passion for it, you know, give me a call. You know, I'll help you. Let's, let's get to work. But that's not for everybody. And, and you, don't, you don't have to be ashamed if it's, if it's something, you know, simple as, as being a great mom or great, being a great dad or making people smile or, or travel the world or whatever that may be. It's all about internal happiness. And if that makes mm. you happy doing those things, then then you're, you're successful. It's not mm. about money. It's it's about how you feel inside that really, really counts.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. That's powerful. And I, I think like you said, that's, that's what hits home, isn't it? You know, that's how you feel inside that counts. And not comparing yourself to what Billy has next door or what Trend has. And, you know, the way that kind of the world kind of operates in some way that people always chase them the next thing and they wanna be doing something because they wanna feel like they're included in society. Um, yeah, you gotta find what, like I said, how you feel inside. Um, another question as well, like how, just, just to like, um, like round up, like how, to, what, what would you say to people who that, that might have a condition or they feel like they have something that's holding them back or something difficult from, you know, achieving in life. Like what, what advice would you say? Cause like you've been through it where you.
2: Well, I feel like the competition is not with anybody else. It's with yourself. And, and, and I, I feel like you need to be the best person you can be and whatever that is. And if, you know, people are, are dealing with a, a, a rough time, maybe because of, job loss or they have a disability or a bad breakup, divorce, whatever, whatever it is. Um, It it is, you know, goes back to uh, the, the gratitude piece. It's goes back to, okay, yeah, all this stuff is going wrong in my life, but what's going right. And it could be, you know, my health, I have good health. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a, a, a great kids or a good spouse or a good girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is good sense of humor,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: good friends, what, whatever, whatever that positive thing is, and focus in on that. And then if you come across uh, a, a, a barrier, which we all do mm-hmm. um, in, our, in our lives, we all come up across a barrier. Um, sometimes just take a minute and just to, to, to take some time to think about what you can do to get over it. I mean, a lot of times if it happens right, right, in front of you real quick, we have a tendency to be frustrated and want to give up because it just, it just, it shocks us, right? It's, it was a surprise. We weren't expecting this, but if you can just, if you can, if you're not in uh, danger at that point in time, whatever it is, let's say it wasn't, you know, something that you were in immediate danger. Um, take, take a moment to, to think about what you can do to get over it. And if, if it's a passion, that you really are going after, um, that you truly, truly, truly want, then that's going to help you go, go get over that barrier because you're you're not going to want to give up because whatever it is that goal is something that you truly, truly want, and I think that's why it's so important to find your passion because if you find something that you really, truly, truly want to do in life, you know you're gonna you're gonna go through these barriers, but you'll find a way because you know that reward of that passion is so great. If it's not really your passion, like just let's just say you want to be a CEO of a company, you say that you want to be a CEO of a company, but that's really not your passion, you're going to hit a roadblock and go, you know, forget it. This is too hard. I'm I, it's not what I want to do. Because it wasn't your passion. I mean, it, so there's some people that want to be a CEO that really truly is their passion and a roadblock's not going to stop them they're going to reinvent themselves and they're going to get to where they want to go because that's what they really want. They want to be a CEO and that's just for people that want to be a CEO. And if that wasn't for you, that's okay. That's so cool. You know, you, you tried it that's what you thought you wanted to do. Okay. Well, that really wasn't your passion. Okay. No worries. Let's find something else you want to do. And I, and I think that's, that's truly important.
1: Mm. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's really motivational what you said. And it's really like, it's true, isn't it? It's definitely, you know, finding that path and what works for you, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, 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 that's the name of the game and just continually to just reinvent yourself and finding out that passion. And if your passion changed that you don't feel that passion anymore, all good. Let's just reinvent Mm. ourselves. Find, find, find another thing that you like to do. The the, the the thing is, it's, it's more about, it's not really about the destination. It's about the journey. Cause there's so many people that, that are quote unquote successful people and, and they look back 10 years of their life and they're like, Whoa, where'd it go? Well, they, because they blow dosed it, you know what I mean? They, they were so focused in on, on that one goal that they had. They really didn't enjoy the journey, the process of getting there. And, and as a result, they felt like, uh, you know, Oh geez, you know, what's next. I think that has to do with a lot of people that, that go through, you know, these, these, these midlife crisis is because I feel like they're, they in these situations where they're just so focused in on that, that one goal. And they really never enjoyed, you know, that, that, that process of getting there. And they look back and go, Oh man, you know what? I, I got to live now. I got to have fun. I didn't have fun. I, I, you know, I was so focused on this goal, raising a family, doing X, Y, and Z. I really didn't step back and enjoy my family and enjoy the road to get where I, I went and, and then they think, oh man, time's running out. I better do something fun. But if they constantly enjoyed what they were doing the whole time, I feel like they wouldn't have that, that, that feeling as much. I'm, you know, We're all humans and I'm sure it's still come up from time to time. But I think if you really focus in and enjoying the journey of, of, of your life, you know, you're, you're, you're light years ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Not. No, that's massive, isn't it? And I think, like, that's that's key. And I think, like, especially with this situation that's happened in the world, I think we definitely kind of slowed down that a little bit. And I like to think, you know, really being a bit more mindful um, and, you know, a bit more in the moment because I think, like, with things moving up so fast around us and society and things like that, you can kind of get, kind of get lost in, in the traffic almost. And... It's just like you said, just slowing down and appreciating that moment and and trying to enjoy the process. Because I think I used to be like it, and I learned. I mean, I don't know about you with podcasting, but you know, through podcasting, I've I've learned to be more patient. And I like to hit the ground running. I like to be confident and great at you know things I do, and it just doesn't work like that. And I've learned that through podcasting that it's a process and patience and
2: you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you triggered a uh, saying that I like to, uh, to tell people it's, it's being comfortable with that b- being uncomfortable. And mm. I think that's, that's huge. You know, you mentioned about, you know, you know, wanting to be confident and wanting to go, 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 pay patient and this and that. And sometimes it's, it's, it's taking your, yourself out of that comfort zone and trying new things to grow and, and being vulnerable because I feel vulnerability is a strength on a weakness. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to show weakness. Um, and I, and I think that that's a strength. And I think that, that, uh, when I started realizing that vulnerability is a strength on a weakness, you know, I, I think I started going in the path of where I, I, I needed to go. So, you know, I think that's,
1: that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, massively, Massive. But, um, but where, where can, um, where can uh, people find you on social media and, uh, website and binge
2: absolutely thank you uh, yeah the easiest way to get uh, to reach me is through my website a call to action dot coach and my cell phone's on there so uh, you can do it you know pick appointment through my uh, website or you can just give me a call and we can book appointment that way um, and then you can check out my content on uh, Facebook a call to action or, or you can uh, also I'm on YouTube as well uh, at, uh, Paul and my last name is F and Frank, O R C H I O N E. And you can see in my videos. And then it, uh, obviously you guys like podcasts. I also do a podcast called actions and limits. And basically we just, uh, interview people and we, we want to show people that if you have desire, you have belief, sky is the limits. And that's, that's the theme of our podcast, actions and limits.
1: That's awesome. Are you on Instagram as well?
2: I'm on Instagram as well. And it's a, a, call and the number two action 80. And again, uh, I, I share uh, video content and different various things on Instagram as well. Um, LinkedIn as well. That's where, 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 uh, you and I got in touch there, Adam. Um, so do that there too. Um, and, uh, not so much big, I, I you know, I do Twitter, but I don't really post too much on Twitter and mostly I'm just kind of looking at things, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah so those are the way the things I, uh, I do so yeah, yeah thank you
1: no no yeah nice no, it's, um, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast Paul and I'm really you know grateful and humbled to you know to connect with you and I really appreciate you know your time and I think like it's you know really motivating you know what you've been through and you know what you're doing I think you're doing really you know really great work and you know I'm really humbled to connect with you
2: Thanks, Adam, and I appreciate the platform to talk with you on your podcast. Appreciate the time.
1: No, no, you're very welcome. But no, have, have, a, have a great, have a great day where you are.
2: Thank you very much. You too.
1: You too. Take care. Bye, right, bye, everyone.